Welcome to the Body Science Podcast. As always, the information contained in this podcast is for the information purposes only and is not designed to diagnose or be prescriptive to treat, prevent, or manage any injury, disease, or other health-related condition. Welcome to Body Science HQ, the world of fit, happy, healthy. And today our podcast is going to be on protein. And I've actually got someone who I think is suitably qualified. He, he's our new dietitian and registry guy at Body Science. Name's Mark. How are you, mate? Uh, very good, Greg. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And mate, just so people know, it's not just Mark the dietitian because that's a great thing to have, but it's also Mark the fitness competitor. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's always been a, a toss between the two in a way, or, or how do I combine those two? Yeah. And in, in some instances, uh, it's best off to purely be the dietitian, but I love that in this workplace and with this brand, we're able to hopefully showcase both of those assets that, yes, as a fitness competitor and fitness model, hopefully I'm giving off an, an achievable, aspirational look that still advocates for balance and something that you can maintain year round and just something to show off what nutrition can do. I think yeah. that's what it comes back to. Like I would, I would really say that, that my achievements have been due to correct nutrition. And man, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it straight out there that you're very humble because you were the. Here we go. I'm going off. It's been a while since I looked at your resume. <laughs> 2013 right. Muscle yeah, Mania. Right. Yeah. World champ. Yeah. In the yeah. fitness model category. Yeah. So yeah, that's right. So you Thank do you. know a little bit about what we're about to talk about <laughs> from the university side and also yeah. from you've been on stage. Yeah. That's it. I'm sitting with a bit of sporting royalty there, so I'll just <laughs> jog on a little bit. Mate, I want to start really quickly with a little bit of myth busting. Mm. I know we've done myth busting before, but we always get a lot of questions come through the office and it's a really good time for me to grab an expert and just give your opinion back to the body science listener, consumer, team, friends, and whoever it is on, on what we're doing, where we're going. And I just want to throw a couple at you if that's mm. okay before we start. Yeah. Consuming high amounts of protein will automatically lead to muscle gain. Uh, obviously not automatically. You know, protein helps muscle gain for sure. Mm -hmm. Anyone who's looking to grow muscle should be consuming protein throughout their day and primarily being able to do that through food in every meal and snack that they consume in the day. There should be a component of that should be protein, okay? And protein powders and supplements help make that easier and more tasty in many ways. But of course, this needs to be combined with resistance training. Is there a little, is it, and this wasn't asked, but is there an upper limit to the amount of protein that, you know, if you're an 18 to 20 year old kid, you're in a gym, there's a lot of bro science going on <laughs> in a gym and, and great place to learn. I mean, <laughs> I'm not dishing that, but mm. you, you've done the science. Mm. Is there an upper limit that we should look at? Yeah, we, we look at 30 grams to 35 grams in a serve. So and that's, that's the simplicity. That's keeping it really simple. That's absorbed protein that you would yep. get out of a meal. So in a protein powder, it makes it easy because the nutrition panel directly shows you that you're getting 30 grams of protein in the serve or or what whatever that number is. So that makes it easy. But when you're consuming it through food, you want to work off about a quarter of the weight of the typical protein food. Like if you're having a 200 gram chicken breast, you could work off that being, it's a quarter to a fifth. So that might be 40 grams of actual protein. So that's where we get that number. We try yeah. and break it up to consume that throughout the day in various meals and snacks. Yeah, we don't try and get our complete day's protein intake in one meal. That doesn't work. And then as a guideline of across the day, how much protein we would like to consume, we try and work that off um, as a component of your body weight. So going for 1.5 grams of protein per kilo body weight is a nice start. And if I'm dieting, is that my desired weight or my actual weight? 
Uh, yeah, good good question. I I just work off your actual weight. Yeah, actually. No, okay. Yeah. yeah. Keep the machine functioning. Yeah. Do the work. Yeah. Second question. This one comes through the office a lot, and it's it's probably a lot of the early marketing of protein was around bodybuilding. Okay, and so this one hits. Mm. Protein powders are only for bodybuilders, weightlifters, and athletes. Yeah, it's such a myth out there, and it's so frustrating that in this day and age we still hear that, isn't it? It's totally not. Protein is a lean food group. Like first of all, it brings four calories per gram of protein. Yep. All right? Fats bring nine calories per gram. And carbohydrate is the same as protein, four, four calories per gram. So let's remember that as the foundational. So it's lean. And then more so, it lives in areas of the body that you want your food to live in. Yep. Like the protein will live in your muscle. So it's going to help with keeping you lean and toned and shapely. But also, aside from that, it helps you feel full and satisfied. Yeah, uh, it takes quite a bit of effort to digest and break it down. So you, you're pretty satisfied when you're consuming protein in the day. It's totally not only for muscle building. Yeah, perfect. This is one I'm interested to hear your opinion on, actually, as a as a dietitian and a competitor. Okay. Animal protein is superior to plant-based protein. Yeah, it, it is, you know, and I hope this is not just my view and that this is the academic answer because th the way I'm going to justify that it is is because it's complete in its amino acid profile. That's a big thing too, isn't it? Yeah. A lot of plant sources aren't. Absolutely. So, you know, amino acids are confusing for our listeners. They're the building blocks of protein. They are when you start breaking down the, the grams of protein in your body, it disperses into amino acids. That's how they're absorbed and that's how they, they then live in your body. There's a bunch of these amino acids and, you know, half of them we produce naturally and the other half we've got to get through food. Yep. And so when you have an animal-based protein, you're getting all all the amino acids that makes it complete to be able to tick every box of the function that a protein does. Now yeah. you can get that if you combine numerous different plant sources together, you could then still get there, but yep. it just is a lot harder and it takes a lot more effort to make that happen. Right, the next one that comes through the office quite a fair bit is, and look, this has probably been debunked a fair bit recently, but protein is only important immediately after a workout. No, protein is good at any time of the day. Yep. Yeah. And some proteins are a little bit quicker to digest than other proteins. And that's where that started off by saying some of the slower ones you might have before bed then because it helps you recover while you sleep. But, you know, protein in every meal and every snack. And yes, post-training, it's a bonus to have it then. This one comes to a lot from a lot of younger athletes and coaches and mums and dads that are, you know, hitting the sporting fields every mm. Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday and Sunday with their kids is athletes need much more protein than the average person. Mm. Interesting. Mm. Hey, not much more, but depending on the type of activity, of course, I would say there's something in that, that you would have more because um, there's more recovery involved. Yep. If you're an athlete, you know, and protein has been shown to directly improve your recovery and and especially if you're backing up training in between days and you've got match days, you want to feel fresh, your muscles will recover quicker if you're consuming a bit more more protein. Also, if there's as soon as there's resistance or weight training in there, yes, you're going to be asking, your, your muscles will be telling you, give me more protein. Um, there, there's something in that, but don't get confused with the fact that sometimes it's the athlete needing more carbohydrate, isn't it? Because yeah, exactly. they actually need the energy. Yep. So one is for energy, one's for recovery, if you look at it like that. Yep. Well, here's, a, here's another big question that sort of rolls off the previous one. Mm. Protein supplements are necessary for all athletes. Like all athletes? Necessary for all athletes. Wow. It's choice, isn't it? Yeah, it's choice. And yeah. obviously, we work for BSC here and we love the brand. We, it's easy to roll off the tongue and say, yes, 
Absolutely. But, but we can almost do it through food if we get it right. But the thing is that it's so hard if you want to try and day in, day out, get enough protein in um, purely through food and not using supplements. And that's why we say, you know, this just makes life easier and tastier and more convenient. And you look, you've nailed that because yeah. protein's become sexier with sports nutrition. It's one thing it's brought in. You, you can get your mm. protein from food, mm. but you are not getting a chocolate flavor. That's it. Or a pina colada flavor. Yeah. You're not getting that options of making that life hack easy. Like to take a 30 gram serve of protein from food, you're cooking a big meal. That's right. You know what I mean? Like you, yeah. you just talked about yeah. a quarter to a fifth of a mm. piece of mm. yeah. lean meat yeah. versus a drink. Yeah. And we're not saying like get your food right. I say that to everyone. Get your food right. Supplements are about going that next level. But yeah. it's a really interesting play because when I talk to athletes, they go, oh, I just can't eat another piece of steak or I can't eat another piece of chicken or please no more broccoli and That's rice. right. That's so true, Greg. And then we get all the athletes that come in and they're traveling a lot, right? They're on the road. And, and they can't saying, guarantee you're going to eat. Like, you, you yeah. talk to the cricketers when they go to India. Yes. They are not eating the meat. <laughs> no, no, absolutely. <laughs> they are never eating the meat. Absolutely. So, you yeah. know, there's, you know, and that's where they take bars and drinks and yes. that type of thing. So, there, there, is a, there is a place. Yeah. And it all comes down to your lifestyle and, and the hacks you're looking for. And the haters mm. will say you don't need subs. Good on you. You know what I mean? There's people who say you don't need training. There's people who say you don't need good nutrition. Like, it's it's where you believe and where you feel good and, and what you feel comfortable doing. But I know from body science perspective, mm. 25 years in, we feel good about what we say about subs. We're very authentic around here and you've provided life hacks i know that's one of your ethos is is over here how to make life easier and these are life hacks that um are that extra percent or well, we get we get athletes in all the time don't we and then we we see a gap or an opportunity where they're already performing well but imagine the potential of that extra five ten percent when they add this into their day Mate, all of our product development comes from listening to athletes yeah that's so cool you know it might take 12 months or 24 months of mm. feedback in that place but you'll start to see trends and things happening mm. and that's why our range is what it is mm. yeah. let's get back to myth busting protein shakes <laughs> i think this has been in every myth bust i've ever done it is a such a common question protein shakes will make me bulky and gain weight yeah not at all that's totally false and simply just look at the ingredients and look at the nutrition panel like we're not hiding anything the nutrition panel will tell you how many calories are in it tell you the sugar and the fat First, when we're looking at what's going to make you bulky and thick or those sort of words, that's not the protein doing that. It's a combination <laughs> of concepts and what you stick in your fork. Yeah, that's right. You know what we'll do? At the end of this, we'll, we'll grab yeah. all of our proteins and go through them and talk about mm. why you take this protein and why you take that protein and what we've added to that protein yeah. to, to hit. Because there are certain proteins that are designed around bulking up. Yes, absolutely. And there's certain, there's certain proteins that are around around about leaning up and yes. there's proteins around recovery and then there's proteins around joint integrity. Yes. We'll jump on those after this and we'll go through each of the products. But Let's definitely make that that clear for everyone. Yeah, yeah. The ones that are bulking up, it's it's not the actual protein number, even though this might still be called a protein powder. It's because of the extra ingredients that we've added to that. And because right? it's like saying mm. a car Mm. There's a hundred car brands with mm. all their little things they do and all the things they specialize mm. in. There's luxury cars and there's value cars. It's the same mm. in the sports nutrition industry with proteins. That's right. And we'll, we'll run that's through right. our. That's right. That's right. Here's a here's a question that I thought was, and I'm interested to hear what you think on this. Being a newbie at body science, mm. all proteins are the same regardless of quality. All proteins are the same regardless of quality. quality. We often get the haters ring up and say that. No way. No way. Um, you know, we I've already seen my time over here how specific and, you know, pedantic we are with each ingredient that we choose to put in a protein powder. And that makes and that's why we have such a range in in 
purely protein powders for different functions, for different goals, for different individuals. Um, they're totally not the same. The ingredients list will tell you that. We unpack the ingredients list from what's in it from most to least. Yep. You'll see that they differ between products um, and with each ingredient comes a different function. Yeah, and we're a lot more around science than bullshit. You know, you, you get a lot of, you hear a lot of things like, oh, I can only have WPI. And I just look at them and go, it's your money. Nothing wrong with WPI. I'm a massive fan of whey. Yeah. But WPI, WPC, most people, zero difference. Absolutely. For most people. And hey, if you're, if you're a really technical science yeah. person who's digging deep into that, mm. yes, you could definitely find an argument to why mm. one's more bioavailable and, and, and faster and all the things that come with it. Mm. You know, um, slightly less carbs, slightly more protein. But hey, the reality here is get your protein over the day, get a 30 gram or 25 gram. Exactly right. Yeah, all about not overcomplicating it. Yeah, keep it really simple. That's right. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna drop one more. That'll be ten. Protein is only important for building muscles. Not <laughs> only important for body muscles. It helps, and it's definitely a major function of protein. Protein is also important for your immune system. Yep. You know, for helping prevent colds and flus. A strong immune system. Protein is a building block of that. Uh, protein is important for, like we've mentioned, um, satiety, feeling full. Yep. And if you feel full, you're less likely to crave the wrong choices. Um, so it's, it, it's, and I would go as far as saying it's important for weight management, of course, because it's a lean food group, like we've mentioned, and it lives in areas of the body that you want it to live in. Yep. Mm. Yeah, nice. So, mate, let, let's let's start to dig into protein and talk a little bit about protein. So, I, I want to touch on first, and I'm not. I don't want to go mass market because we we play heavily in elite sport. We, we have a, mm. a a strong base of supporters in that area, yeah. and that's something that we've worked really hard for. Yeah, we send our proteins off to third parties to be analyzed to make sure they're pure, they're clean. Yes. They don't have banned substances and that they pretty well much are what we say on the label is one. Because you don't know when you buy a protein powder from someone, there is no, it's not like a listed medicine from the TGA where there's a whole lot of rules, regulations, and only specific manufacturers that can make it. So, you know, for example, like our shred, our triandrobol, our green tea, wow, I could go on forever on the products in that space that we do. But when it comes to food and formulated sports foods, you have to trust the person that's the face of the brand. You have to trust the people behind that, that they're doing the right thing because you would not have a clue as a consumer if I mm. filled that thing up with flour mm. or whey. Mm. And I, I don't mean that as a mm. negative thing, but yeah. when it comes to food manufacturing, it is a lot easier for a brand owner to have control on what happens versus a therapeutic. So It's pretty scary, hey, and it's good for our listeners to hear that, like just real open, honest chat around that, and, and that's honestly where it's at. And look, to be honest, yeah. 80% of brands are fantastic. Yeah. There's, there's a handful on everything. It's cars, it's clothing, whatever you do. There's always someone who says there's, there's a group of people. Mm. But for us and people who are working out, should I pick up a body science product or not, just know that we do go to third party for testing in that space yeah tested for so many ingredients and primarily checking for anything that's on the banned substance list yeah. right and that's why we can be so reputable amongst and professional that's where the purity comes from like mm. we, you know we, we can't sell that product until they say yes it's okay mm. yeah, it's, when, when you say it out loud like that it's, it's really stupid that we do that oh. but <laughs> i heard a story the, that perspective <laughs> of an athlete it's awesome you you pioneered that space right greg i mean i hear stories of how you really started the testing process and trying to get into professional sports yeah when I started the brand back 25 years ago, hmm. we were never uh, uh, heavily bodybuilding was was 
was gaining popularity back then. It was hardcore. It was, it was such a cool mm. concept back, mm. back in those days. And there was, there was a handful of brands around the world that played in that space. We really wanted to launch with sport and performance lifestyle and fitness versus bodybuilding. And that, to, to be honest, gyms were, 25 years ago, gyms were pretty heavy in that you're either bodybuilding or you're doing aerobics. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like back then that was the two yeah. the two types. So we sort of went down the path of let's play in sport. And, you know, I've never looked back from that. You know, I love what bodybuilding is. And I love like yeah, yeah. when I hear your stories about what you went yeah. through to stand on stage and yeah. win muscle. Like seriously, that is that is something that needs to be celebrated and clapped because it happens in lots of federations and what this form of athlete puts themselves through is crazy. Mm. Absolutely crazy. But then there's the other side. And back in 2002, we did a deal with the Sydney Roosters as their sports nutrition partner or performance partner. And so we wow. very much aligned ourselves with sport. And it was at that stage, I remember I remember going through all this and steroids were massive in bodybuilding back yeah. years ago, like massive. But back then, we weren't talking to people about putting on size. We were talking about muscle repair, growth, recovery, intense workouts. Like That's the stuff that we delivered to athletes back then. Mm. And I think the future of protein still sits in that realm of those same pillars. Mm. And the, probably the only one that's really jumped out in a massive way is body composition, mm. you know, weight loss. Yes. You know, that's a, most people who come and talk to me that aren't in the athletic world right now mm. are coming to talk about, I want to lose some kilos. That's like, right. That's, I'm just nailing that down to the basic level. That's there. right. That, and that that's is. where, mm. you know, we can start to talk about why do we have different sources of protein? Why do we have different proteins? Why don't we just sell whey? You know, so l let's mm. start with whey. Mm. So we, ha we have a whey powder, whey protein. It's good. I think we've tried to keep the names pretty clear as to what their functions are. Keep it are. simple, yeah. We really don't want it to be cons confusing for the consumer. Yep. Trying to make this simple because we do understand that we offer quite a few types of protein powders yep. and um, each one has their place. Let's try and match it up for the consumer, you know, yeah. for depending on what their goals are. So whey protein can be whey protein concentrate or whey protein isolate. And there's variances of those. I'm not going to get technical in that space, but mm. there's variants of those. Most brands these days will blend the two together. And look straight out, the reason they do that is they are very similar and it's a lot more cost effective for the consumer. I mean, if you want a pure WPI and you're a diehard WPI person, go and buy WPI. If you want the cheapest version of whey, and when I say cheap, it's still expensive, but the cheapest version of whey, go buy a WPC. But if you want to sit in the middle with a WPC, WPI blend, you're sort of getting the, the best of both worlds. Yeah. And what we're saying here is that regardless of the type, it still falls under the uh, food group protein. Yep. So it's still going to come under as protein in the nutrition panel, and you're going to see how much protein it is. It might just mean that it will also bring with it some carbs, or in some instances, you know, some fats, or and then there'll be traces of sugars, but it's still going to come up as a protein number, regardless of whether it's whey protein isolate, whey protein concentrate, milk protein. Yeah. yeah. So they're, they're, they've all got a protein. But yeah. Mate, probably the big thing with whey is it's the king because of leucine. Do you want to give us a little overview on yeah. why that? Yeah. Okay, good. So like we mentioned earlier, you've got amino acids within protein. Now, three of the amino acids are known as branch chain amino acids. Now, these are the most important amino acids. If we just keep it simple, we say, look, these are the amino acids that are most important for 
for muscle recovery, muscle tone, um, performance, buffering lactic acid, helping you train for harder, for longer, recover quick in between your sets. It's the branch chain amino acid. So the higher the amount of branch chain amino acid in a protein, we can say that's correlated with superior types of protein. And now of those branch chain amino acids, without complicating it, there's three of them, like we've said, and they are leucine, isoleucine, and valine. All amino acids, Greg, end in en. That's how I've always remembered it. So en, if it's INE at the end, it's an amino acid. So leucine, that's the most important one. It's it's one of the three branch chain amino acids. Secondly, you got valine and isoleucine. So have a look for a leucine number and you know you're on track. So leucine actually helps with protein synthesis. Is that one, one of the reasons we love it? Yes, absolutely. Protein yeah. synthesis. So so yep. Um, it, it, the production of protein. Intensifying your poo. Like yeah. that you mean it actually means you're actually taking some of it in. Because hey, yeah. if you're having too much protein, where's it coming out? Yeah, it's coming out there. Like, exactly. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So that's why get, get it right. Don't yeah. don't waste your money. Yeah. So protein absorption and helping that protein go into your muscle. Yep. Yeah, that's what you're looking for. And probably the great thing about a whey is you're talking like six, seven grams of branched-chain aminos like you are just talking about. Like that's, a, that's a great serve of branched-chain aminos. There you go. Yeah, there you go. So that's how we can quantify quality of protein, isn't it? Okay. Well done. Hi, I'm Tom Green, Olympic champ from Tokyo. And if you want the best tasting protein bars on the market, you should try the new Body Science Moose Range. Greg, you better be testing these. Mate, they're getting drug tested, got you covered. Mate, the second thing is if I'm if I'm dieting, I probably want to play with a protein that works or is designed or is marketed at that area. Now there's two types of proteins in this space. A lot of a lot of people can use like a shred protein or they can go to a meal replacement. So a meal replacement is actually uh, a regulated act. And it is a true, I'm going to stop eating meals and I'm just going to have a protein drink. We're not massive in that space. It's not really our ethos of what we believe as a brand. Don't get me wrong. A lot of my mates all take meal replacements, but they're very much not low calorie. They're calorie rich. They've got yes. fats, carbs, protein because they're mimicking a meal and that most of them are fortified or well, they have to be fortified with about 10 to 15 yeah. percent of the rdi of the vitamins and minerals yes. so you can skip breakfast skip lunch eat dinner which is what most of those meal replacement brands are talking about and geez you'll whale weight off mm. you'll also whale it back on when you stop that's right that and, was and really that's well not explained. a bad thing because it depends why you're losing weight like from a medical yeah. perspective mm. if you're going for surgery you need to lose five ten kilos quickly great there's massive brands in Australia around meal replacements. And look, I've discussed bringing one into our brand, but from a perspective in our market and from our the ethics of our brand, we, we always talk about food first. Yeah. It's pretty hard to bring a meal replacement out if you're talking food first. Um, mm. But mm. I'm not saying there won't be one one day, but that's what a meal replacement is. Yes. They're normally quite expensive, Yes, um, but they are a meal replacement. Yeah. Whereas we make a shred protein, mm. which is, look, it's a variance of a whey. It's got a couple of other things added into it to assist you in that process of dieting. They, they're normally a little bit thicker, so they make you feel fuller. Yeah. You know, yeah, so it was really well explained, I think, what you said with meal replacements. I mean, I do get clients and friends asking me, oh, can I just take the protein powder then instead of a meal? And it's like, it, it is confusing for them. And you kind of say, well, look, you could, like you said, it would actually help with your weight loss a bit quicker. Um, but that's not what we're trying to it's uh, not recommend here. Long habits it's and not good habits. No, you know what exactly. I mean? It's, you're, you're more about mm. these, like these shred proteins being yeah. used in the snacking area. Aren't I love you? it as a snack. You like the mid morning, the mid afternoon, or the after dinner when I'm really struggling with. Gee, those kids' bickies yeah. look good. Yeah, that's it. That's perfect. I mean, that's when you think you could take any of well. 
at the moment, we're sitting here with a whey protein and a shred protein. They can be used as a morning tea snack or an afternoon tea snack. So it's the mid-meal option. Think of it as like that. That hits the good calorie number of what your mid-meal would like to look like. Mm. Um, and then you still go ahead and have your main meals around it. And and yes, we've talked about this whey protein being particularly high in the BCAAs, branched-chain amino acids, um, and a mixture between whey protein isolate and whey protein concentrate. Now, the shred proteins... Um, got the added thermogenic and uh, thermogenics means that it can help boost metabolism so shred protein is a thermogenic in itself in that mm. protein burns more calories in the process of being digested than a carbohydrate yes correct yes so that is an increase in sort of heat production and, and effort in the body yep and yeah more effort on digestion and that that's how it hits that thermogenic word yes yeah nice so the other things that you normally find in these products is we put a really good digestive enzyme in ours yes because when you're dieting it's all about absorbing the right nutrients because most people have reduced the calories they're taking and all the things that are happening because if you if you're increasing your calories and going on a diet you're doing it wrong you need to go see a dietitian that's right that's right <laughs> so if yeah. we're gonna say yeah. somebody what's the average they say 2200 calories yeah yeah it's a good number so if you mm. you've seen somebody or you've downloaded an ebook or you've got a coach and they've got you on 1800 calories mm. for example mm. you want to make sure you get the nutrients out of that food yes yes exactly right quick side note you know, you got the number of calories. Often more important to that, to the results, is where those calories are coming from. What's the type of calories? Yep. What's the breakdown between the macronutrients, protein, carbohydrate, and fat? So don't only think about the number because uh, you and I could both be consuming 2,200 calories, okay? But the type of calories that you're consuming are good 40% protein-based, um, you know, 35% carbohydrate-based, and 25% fat-based. Yep. That's how you're making up your 1,800 calories. And mine is the flip side. Mine is 70% carb-based. Yep. You know, um, twenty percent protein, ten percent fat. Yeah, your results are going to be much better uh, if the your results meal that you're looking for. My meals are going to be loaded up with pasta and rice and potato. Have, have bits of meat. <laughs> so it's the it composition really of the calories, right, isn't it? Yeah, and that's why you yeah. go to you go to a fitness coach or a dietitian yeah. or a nutritionist yeah. and get get that right. Yeah, the, the composition, and then once you've got that right, then you look at the timing also. When are you consuming these? So total type and timing. That's a side note. That's that's how we should structure our nutrition. Um, but again, yes, the thermogenic side of this. And then what about those ex extra couple of ingredients that we've added that are direct thermogenics like carnitine and green tea and guarana? They're, uh, they're in there versus away. And I mean, it's, yeah. um, they're the types of ingredients that the industry loves. Hmm. Um, they're not the total researched amount. Yes. That you should have in that area, but they, they contribute to that total when you're, say, using a thermo or a fat burner or whatever you're doing in your in your strategy in that place. So We've still gone through the effort of adding those extra ingredients. Yeah. Uh, th th uh, there's definitely a bonus in, the, yes. in, the, in that area. The, probably the next thing we're going to talk about, like we always get asked, so that, that's our standard whey protein, shred protein. We also do a product called high protein. Yes. So what's high protein versus whey protein? So when people come to talk to us and, and, and normally ones that have a coach will say, go and get a whey. Okay, that's, that's, right. a, that's a standard line. And I mean, I can say that. I've heard it thousands of times. A lot of new people to protein, like my mom, friends and all that type of thing, they don't need they don't need the most efficient protein in the market. They just need to get their macros in. They just need to get that protein in because mm. they're struggling to eat it. And that's what we created high protein. So the high protein is a more value pack. Like it's packed in the same size, mm. but it's 
got a cost benefit per serve because we're not just using whey protein in that. We're using whey proteins and milk proteins. So all the dairy offerings to us are in that as a blend. And I'm a massive fan personally of blended proteins. I think for the average punter, that high protein powder, it's it's a it's a premium blend for somebody who just wants to have a dessert-like protein option. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, you're getting 26 grams of protein, which yep. like we've said, we're hitting a good number of protein per serve. And you're still getting three grams of leucine. You are still getting. And you're still getting that six or seven grams of BCAAs. Like there's quality. Yeah, it just comes down to mouthfeel, tastes, satiety and that high protein is designed to make you feel like I've had a drink I feel good exactly and you mentioned the digestive enzymes and that helps break down the dairy that's yep. in it so we shouldn't be very scared of it if you know so many clients say oh I, I can't drink milk or I don't I can't have yogurts I can't have cheese but when they try a protein powder uh, I'll be a C protein powder they can still digest it and mm-hmm. absorb it and that's it, two things because of the how clean the ingredients are yep. is often actually not the dairy that's causing the problem it might be the added extra ingredients and yep. things so the clean ingredients but then also the five digestive enzymes um, like lactase again all enzymes end in a's so if it's got an a's at the end it's normally it's an enzyme which means that it helps break down certain ingredients if your body's struggling to break it down naturally it's in there so that will actually lactase breaks down lactose which is found in which is found in milk and, and i'm a massive fan of digestive enzymes you'll, you'll see it in most of our proteins yeah. um, even the plant-based proteins because you've still got a you've still got to break down the factors of a plant protein yeah and then people who are on vegan and vegetarian diets often feel bloated Mm. Like all the time, and because it's yes. a lot of cellulose, is that yes. am I using the right? Yeah, cellulose, yeah. it yeah. can be really nasty on your on yes, your gut. Absolutely, that's and true. So yeah, yeah. you'll find I'm not a digestive enzyme specialist, but the brand that we use is we're doing our best. Yeah. Okay, mm. let's go to the big boys. Let's pull that nitrovol mass gainer over. Okay, this is heavy. It is heavy, and it's in a big bag because the serve size is big. <sighs> this is 2.2 kilo, Greg, and the serve size is pretty whopping. It's 120 grams serve size. 120 grams, that's a big serve. <laughs> Look, mass gainers are for people that just need calories. That's it, yeah. And what, what are we eating in that? About 420 calories, if I remember correctly? Yeah, Four- exactly right. 420 calories if you're making it with water. And then if you want to make it with full cream milk, you yep. can get that 700 calorie in a serve. So if you're someone who says, oh, I'm really struggling to put on weight, size if you're in a sport where you can't hold weight and you're constantly struggling in that space as well because that's just as big an issue for a lot of athletes did you just say 700 calories yeah you can drink 700 calories on top of the food you're already eating do that five times a week six times a week where are we at we've got another day of eating yes yeah we've just drunk a day of eating there's no excuse really like this because we do hear it a lot Mm. people have really fast metabolisms they just they've struggled historically their whole life to be able to put on weight and and here we go. This yep. is making that achievable. Um, people, Some people don't have an appetite. They don't feel like eating, but at least they can consume their calories in this way. Yeah. You've also got the heavy endurance athlete that needs to recover yes. really quickly. And you've yep. got a good, what is it? There's 60, 60 grams, grams of carbs in a surf. Yep. And for those yep. people out there that are kicking the tin or lifting heavy, it's got your mm-hmm. three grams of creatine, which comes in most protein powders that will talk a creatine. So yeah, good good all-around product. That one tastes good too. Like Absolutely. Yeah. Chocolate um, thick shake. Obviously, it's a 54-year-old Bald fat man, it's not on my list of supplements I have every day, but uh, I, I know a lot of um, 
young athletes that swear by it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We work with a few that are loving it. So in between the gainer and the ways and the high protein, we have a product that sits sort of by itself in the marketplace. There's not a lot of products in this area. It is possibly the number one protein of choice by elite athletes with us, and it's performer cover protein. So why I love this product is got it's a lower level of carb. It's a decent serve of protein. It's got some creatine in it. It's got some added glutamine. It's just an all-round recovery and perform product. Yeah, you've named it so well, Greg. It really is. It's the athlete that's looking to improve performance and looking to enhance their recovery. It's the blend of carbohydrate and protein. Uh, They're putting out a lot of output in their day. That's it. It's somebody who's Mm. burning energy all day. It's almost Mm. like a maintenance protein, isn't it? Yes. You've worked hard pre-season to get to where you are. Let's keep you there all season. Yeah. You know, and that, that's a that's a fair summary for that product, yeah. and just quietly tastes like mm. gold. It's yeah. it's an amazing tasting product. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So after that, we're gonna we're gonna chat now about collagen protein waters. Okay. I mean, obviously you bathe in it every night because you haven't aged in the last twenty years <laughs> since you started hitting those <laughs> magazine you. covers. Um, so what's it like to bath in? Was it all Thank right? You. <laughs> Very versatile product, <laughs> collagen protein water, because it has that effect. The collagen definitely on on skin. Thank yeah. you. Same goes to you. Yeah, I've got I've got more wrinkles than yourself actually. So you you're doing well in the collagen also. Have a listen to it, will you? Yeah, you're. You've got the job. Did you, you say your age say just before? <laughs> <laughs> because, no, mate, look, yeah. can I tell you, this, this one is a slamming success, and I'm going to pick male, female here, and I know I shouldn't do that, but uh, a lot of females have trended to collagen watering protein because it doesn't upset their gut. They find they feel better drinking a collagen-based product because, look, it's, we use digestive enzymes all the other things and other. Whether that's true or not, it's what do you like and what do you want to do? That's, you mm. know, it's self-science. Mm. Mm. So I don't know you're a big fan of it. I see you drink it every day at work. I love it because I sip on this at the, at my desk throughout yeah. the day because this comes out like a juicy, refreshing, um, perfect as we move yeah, into like summer. Yeah, lime flavors and things like that. It's not chocolate, yeah. vanilla. Yeah, yeah, fruity flavors, yep. which is very innovative. So you're, getting, you're still getting 20 grams of protein, yep. but it's coming in as if you're drinking hydration, you're drinking fruit. Yep. Uh, so it's refreshing in that regard, and you're getting the added benefits of collagen, but still getting actually what protein yep. affects you for. So perhaps could be used as a snack still, like yep. we said. As a minute, but could also just be so low in calorie. Could also just be sipped on as hydration throughout the day. Yeah, that, and that's your yeah. strategy there, isn't yes. it? Yeah, you, like we don't have this one in front of us, but we have a a plant protein. Yes, clean plant protein. Yeah, I love that product. Like it's yeah. very hard to make a plant protein taste good. Yeah, that, and that's right. We get a lot of feedback on how, how we nailed that. Right? Yeah. yeah, and look, I think the success to us too is most plant proteins will play with pea and rice. Mm. We've used 10 different plant proteins to create our plant protein. Mm. So you're getting all the aminos from a whole. We've even got chia in there as one of our proteins. You know what I mean? Like it's, we've got digestive enzymes in there as well. We gluten test it. We do a whole lot of things in that space because if you're going to go from a whey to a plant protein and you're traditionally being a whey drinker, you're in for a big shock that first mouthful you take when you go to plant. Yes. Yes. It's a very different scenario. But if you're somebody that loves plant proteins, give the body science one a try because it does taste exceptionally good in that category. That's right. It is. Absolutely. And why not even go, you know, one one day a week plant-based? You know, nothing wrong with that. Also mixing it up. Flexitarian, we a bit of meat, a bit of Yeah, exactly. We might as well have that option in the pantry uh, for for sometimes just as variation. um, You know where it's mixing up? up. Pantry out? 
Yeah. Shree makes pancakes on Sundays. Mm. Yeah. So she loves the plant protein that, that is a little more nutty. Mm. It's not got no nuts in it because we nut test it, but it's got a nuttier taste, yes. plant proteins than, than whey proteins. And yeah. it's it's like a really, she swaps it out for flour and all those types of things. You're so using it in some, yeah, ba- it some baking. works yeah. really good. And so yeah. that space yeah. and- yeah, nice. Yeah, I try and have a plant protein yeah. every day, and then I'll play with my collagens and ways as needed. Yeah, that's, that's right. Well, that touched only on because something. I'm an old man, and it hurts to train these days. But you touched on something really good, just real quickly, because you mentioned that actually, like fortifying food, like adding the protein powder into the food, like baking with it, and you know, there's so many options we could be doing. I start most days by adding protein powder to to a bowl of oats. Yeah. So you got carbohydrate from oats. A lot of people do that. Hey? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just put the protein powder in so that you can get two food groups in your breakfast. Um, yeah. Look, the last protein mark in our arsenal is uh, vegan collagen protein, and you're probably going to sit there and go, "How can you call it a vegan collagen protein?" So, because there is no vegan collagen, mm, that's right, readily accessible on the protein. So, what we've done is we've worked with a company called Vologen, who have created the amino structure in a plant-based amino format of collagen. Mm. So they've gone to the research and looked at collagen and they've created it with plant-based aminos. So we've added that to a base of plant proteins. And we've even included one in there that this product doesn't go out to our athletes. It is, it does have pea and hemp and a whole lot of things in it. So it's a, it's a very modern version mm. of a uh, protein, but it, it has the research by Vologen against collagen. So mm. they've actually not only just recreated it, they've done the research to prove that their product is viable. It's incredible. Many people message me saying, oh, um, don't you know that collagen can't be vegan? You know, we said, that's okay. We're, well, <laughs> just like you explained, these amino acids replicate that strand of collagen. Yep. So you're still getting all the benefits of collagen um, in a vegan format. Plus, like you mentioned, um, the actual types of vegan protein that have been used again variants in that very innovative and then it's got the the added it's got vitamins the superfood blends don't yeah, it yeah like, superfood yeah so you got added vitamins in there omega vitamin d b12 c zinc iron these are all things that uh, a vegan would love to have easy access to like they can get it they're smart if you're eating vegan you're smart mm. because you can't yes. just you can't be a lazy vegan otherwise you get sick mm. but this product's design is that hack thing we talked about earlier like it's just another way to get those elements into your diet on top of what you're doing in your own planning that's right yeah. Greg, I hope we've made it easier for our listeners, consumers, um, somewhat summarized all the options of protein powder that we offer. Hopefully it's clear that this is um, specific to the user's goals and, and helping it be functional for their daily life. Exactly. Yeah. Without letting too much out, you can get it in bars these days. We have a great bar range. Absolutely. You can also get it in sparkling water. Oh. That's a new one that by the time this podcast drops, you'll see it on shelves everywhere. I'm really excited about where protein's getting more and more fun every year. And that's probably the, the great thing about it. Like you said, it is one of the life macros. It's one of those re, that rebuild, mm. recover, mm. and it does a lot of things in that space. It's really cool that we can bring it into people's lives with simplicity. That's right. Talk about life hacks. I mean, really ready to drink cans yep. of sparkling protein water on the run. Uh, and we're not bring talking it on. sparkling chocolate. We're talking like pina <laughs> yeah. colada, green apple, <laughs> That's right. strawberry dream. That's right. You know, I, I can't wait. It's pretty exciting. Yeah. And after 25 years, to still have that motivation to be so innovative is pretty awesome. Mate, can I be mm. honest? Like that, that, that's a, that, that's mm. a big thing that I talk about a fair bit to people now because everyone goes, oh, how do you stay for 25 years in the one mm. job? Like, it's so uncool to do that these days. Mm. You know? I just love the people that body science brings to me. Mm. 
Do you know what I mean? It's mm. you can see that about you. Yeah, it's you I've just been gifted in the path that I took, where I am just surrounded by people that want positive change, mm. and I'm surrounded by quality people internally here in the walls of Body Science. But our retail partners and the people that use our product, we all have we're all goal driven people, mm. and and we all train for mental health. Like it's just a great place to be, yep. and I love it. Yep. I'll it's continue loving it for a long time too. So anyway, thanks for chatting today, mate. We love having you on board. You're, you're new here at Body Science. I think you're great for the brand. And I just wanted to get everyone That's in great. here. If you have any questions about your protein choice or what you're doing, hit the Body Science office. Mark gets those queries and he'll get back to you ASAP because we love answering questions. Yeah, that's it. Thanks, Greg. Let's See go. You, mate.